You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic master, Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piazetsna. Through the Piazetsna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition. We're continuing this piece from the Piyasetsna Rebbe. We started last week. Um, and to give just brief sikum summary, Rebbe asked, open the question, why do we make a bracha to hear the voice of the shofar? Isn't the person who's making that bracha the one blowing the shofar? Mm-hmm. Rebbe also brought a Gemara where um, Rebbe Yitzchak asks, why do we blow shofar Rosh Hashanah? And the answer was, Rahmana Amartiku. God says, blow. <laughs> and the Rebbe thought that was a kind of funny answer to give. Like, don't, don't you think the person who asked that question knows that? <laughs> These were the, the openings. And then he brought this Gemara about a um, person, uh, kind of life goal of Yechazik uh, Be'amuna uh, Yatera, to strengthen, strengthen oneself with increased emunah, and that led us onto all the discussion. Is emunah really something quantifiable? Can you say how much faith you have, and what more faith looks like, and what less faith looks like, and how do you how do you talk about more? And he went into a deep discussion, which we're not going to totally rehash, but, but the basic things that he was saying is that there's a way to talk about faith in a very limited way. Where we're basically talking about the conclusions I've come to and based on those conclusions, what I think and believe about the world. And he says, that is not quite the kind of emunah. When we're talking about emunah, what, what, what emunah really is. That's what he calls sechel. That is an intellectual thought process that you've come to conclude and understand certain things. And based on that, you, you have emunah. He says, but that a person who's in that perspective can't truly say that they're ma'amin b'Hashem. That their munah is something that's attached to the, the infinite divine. That to have a munah in the infinite, the munah has to be somewhat infinite. And he says that is something that is, is accessible and is comes as a result of, of just the very fact that that God is revealed through us and through our world. It's, in a sense, a reframe of the whole concept. I think here I am with my world and my constructs and my understanding, and there's some idea of God, and I'm going to try to like close the gap between my intellectual understanding and that idea of God. He says that's, that's an intellectual endeavor. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about emunah shlema, when we talk about emunah in, in, in who God really is, that doesn't come from an intellectual place. It's, it's the result of us being um, basically the vessels through which God is revealed in this world. That there's some kind of divine urge pushing itself through creation that we are a product of. That's, that basically is the fabric of our very being. He says, contacting that divine urge, pushing itself out into, into reality, into revelation through our very being, that's, that's where we touch Emunah, that. 
It's not something I could tell you why and this and that. Yeah. That's where it is. And he goes on and he, he speaks about the tshuva in a similar way. Tshuva being the not limited to this idea of I did something wrong, so I want to fix it and do better, but the tshuva being that core and fundamental impulse that drives all of creation. The energy that moves from one state of being to a greater state of being. That's what drives the whole reality that we know. That is what, what drives all of Bri'ah in an ongoing way. And he gave a few examples of that. And he said basically, this, so this is the last line, just to bring us in, he said that our version of tshuva, right, the feelings that we have inside of ourselves of guilt or remorse or wanting more wholeness or wanting some kind of um, repair in our lives, so, so that is a, a, a certain iteration of that same impulse, that divine impulse that's pulsing, pulsating life, creating all of reality. So one way in which that manifests in our own being is, I want, I want more. I want to be more. I want, to, I want what was broken to be made whole. I want to, to grow. I want to see something better. That's, a, 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 that's my in, internal small version uh, articulation of that same divine impulse that's, that's the beating heart of all of creation. And he comes and he says, he says, all of our... All of our tsar, all of the pain that we feel over these these kind of feelings, these repentant feelings, these these thoughts and desires for 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 more wholeness, he says in the, in their truth, this is the pain of the shchinah of God's presence inside of us, who's wanting to come out and be revealed in a holier way. And he says it's the voice of God inside of us. Uma umer lo Hashem, and this is where we got to. What is it? That, what is that voice saying? That what is the divine voice behind my repentant? woes and worries. Bini al tifkameni, my child, don't don't break me down. Don't damage me. Tenli makom she'et gambecha. Give space for me to be revealed inside of you too. That's the voice behind my voices of conscience and remorse and guilt and, and, and desire and what have you. It's that it's God's voice whispering to you, I want to come out. I want open up a space inside of yourself for me to, to be revealed. That's that's summary, okay. Um, so there he goes on. I think in the pages I gave you, it's not we're not quite there. So just listen for the first paragraph, and then I'll, we're going to reach the top of this page, okay? Lachen. Therefore, Misha Margish Hatshuva Sheino Yachol Hishaer B'Tamid B'Matzav Echad V'Tamid Mitgaagei Ashit Gelabo Hashem Yoter V'Yoter. Therefore, somebody who feels Tshuva, who feels this. Urgency. What is tshuva in the way the Rebbe is defining it? I can't stay in one state. I can't remain static. Now, if you just stop someone on the street and be like, do you feel like, you know, you can't stay in one thing? They might say, yeah, all the time. I want this thing. I want that. It's confusing. I feel all, you know, it's like I question myself. What am I in the end of the day? I want this. Then I'm into this. They're saying, look, this is... This is the tshuva. This is the current of tshuva inside of us that makes us feel I can't stay in one state. Movement and life. The yes. Of life and movement is, is very It important. means that I'm attached to the current of life, to that divine impulse to keep on creating more. And there's a yearning 
for God to be revealed within me more and more. Az yesh so then that person has a munah inside of them, has faith inside of them, which is what? What the Rebbe has been saying to know. What is a munah? Hitgalut. A munah is a revelation of God. There's, a, there's something divine being revealed through me. This is what a munah is. A munah isn't the thought that I know and think that there's a God. That's a, that's a, 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 a intellectualization of, of, of faith. That's a thought about faith. But real faith is the feeling of revelation that's coursing in my bones. It's that 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 pulsing, divine impulse that's that I feel in my in my being. And what the Rebbe is telling us is that that impulse that we feel is divine. That's that's the chiddush, right? So look what he goes on. The emunah that a person has who's in the state. It's not the emunah that they themselves have achieved. Emunah mukbela, this limited form of of faith. It's actually a whole. Faith. It's touching that wholeness of the end self. Why? Avi, you asked last week at the end of, of class, is he going to tell us what, what more emunah means? So the, the language of the Gemara was strengthen yourself with emunah yitera, extra emunah, superfluous emunah, never ending emunah. Yitera alav, yitera kol haolam. It doesn't mean more. It doesn't mean you had five and now you have eight. It means Strengthen yourself. Draw from the emunah that is yitera alav ve'alkol haolam. It is unlimited because it's it's greater than myself and it's greater than 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 the limits of this world as well. It's the quality of emunah that we are drawing from rather than the quantity. Because this person in the state, this what this experience is, is the infinite one, and in that infinite energy being revealed. Upon the person, through the person. And therefore, when Rosh Hashanah comes, and we're returning to the time, to the moment of, of creation, that's the point where this revelatory process began to really sprout, which is a quality of tshuva in the way he's been describing. Tshuva, not the tshuva of fixing sins, but the tshuva of, of pushing ourselves forward, pushing things to greater and greater revelation. So therefore, at this time, the voice of the beloved, as Pasuk from Shirim, is, is pulsating, is pounding within the heart of each Yish Israel, within the heart of each person whose soul is attuned to this. Give me space. He's giving words to what the Shekhinah is asking. Open a space for me to be revealed through you too. That is what's motivating us, what's pushing us, urging us to to do the kind of tshuva in, in the context of our lives, in the to, to cleanse ourselves and, and become more whole, to become closer to God. By the way, there's that Lashon, Kododi Dofek. A Dofek, and he's saying it's within the heart. A dofek is, is the pulse. It's the heartbeat. Kododi Dofek means your, your beating heart is, is that voice of God whispering, give me space. I want to be revealed through you. I'm giving you life. Receive me. Open, open a space in yourself for me. It's like a knock on the door. It's a knock on the door, yeah. Shekhinah's knocking on our door. Open. Open. 
he, he is something the Rebbe does sometimes. He, he describes these kind of tr- transcendent, beautiful processes, and then he says, "And and and how do you know if it if you're in it or not? <laughs> Here's a sign. Okay. If you've tapped into a, this emunayetera during these times, bivchinat imru lefanav malchiot kadeshitam lichunu aleichem. Sorry, amru lefanai. The 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 Gemara says." Right, we have this, the sections of Tefillah and, and Musaf Rosh Hashanah. The first section is, is Machiot. The Gemara says, Speak kingship before me so that I can become king upon you. This is the, the language the Gemara gives to, to our prayers in Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe is saying, This is a sign if I'm, if I'm truly engaging in this Tshuva, which is, Has there been more Machut? revealed upon me is is there more space in my life that's that's God's space has my prayer of malchut my 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 openings towards receiving well you know the majesty <laughs> the presence of God in in creation is it reached the place of so that I feel more of God's presence and majesty upon myself I've made God more my king, so to speak. If that's a feeling that I come out with or that I tap into, so I'm 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 touching into that emunayetera that the Rebbe's been describing. That's what it looks like, what it feels like to be engaged in in real tshuva, is that you come out with a sense of there's more God here. There's a, I have a more acute awareness of of God here, in my very being in the space of my own life. Yeah, because Christ. the whole talk of it, the whole purpose of it, like like the Gemara is saying, what he's been saying, so that means that when when I have that feeling, the Rebbe is saying that is what it means for God to be revealed upon you, that you have a greater, there's more space in your awareness that's 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 available for God, and that will cause you to look for more connection. Sure, that's that's where the more practical elements of tshuva all sure. emerge from also. That's exactly. It's a good sign. But, but the Rebbe's, he's like, it doesn't mean, you know, tshuva, he's, he's breaking out and, and expanding our whole idea of what the whole process of tshuva looks like and feels like and and and, and, and how we experience it. And he says, well, we start to speak to this reality. What this speaks to is the reality that, that the, we actually believe in the Chidush HaOlam at every moment. We constantly testify on the renewal of creation. So every morning in your tefillot, God is renewing all of creation anew with goodness at every, every moment, every day. Look what the Rebbe says. The Torah starts out at the, the beginning God created. And then it says, and the earth was chaos and, and void. The Torah should have, ostensibly, it should have said, at first it was chaos and void. And then God, and then God created the world. In. Yeah. However, so why does the Torah switch the order? Why does the Torah say God created? And then the Torah says, and the chaos is there. The disorder is there. Because the chaos is still here? Huh? It's because even now, since the inception of creation, the Torah is 
person needs to feel within themselves the renewal of creation as if it had never been before. It's as if we, we, we are still engaging in that pulsation between being and non-being, between Bria and Tohu, between potentiality that has no form yet and that emerges into form. And in the context of what we've been talking about, between the urge and the impulse for, for more, for goodness. <laughs> what does Hashem say at every stage of creation? It's good. Kitov. Like this is, this is where it's all. It's, it's so simple. It's so simple. If you read the story of Rashid in the way that the Rebbe is talking about it, there's a desire to make something good. Rebbe <laughs> saying, you read Masab Rashid, this is tshuva. There isn't something yet, and some urge to make goodness, to see goodness. And that is that, and that it is good. And that's that's what it is inside of me experiencing the constant ability to be renewed is. Right now it's Tohu. And there's a creative urge for, for good. Shuva Kadmalo Olam. That's what the Rebbe said last week, right? Shuva Kadmalo Olam. The energy of Shuva, the stream of Shuva, the impulse that, that precedes creation. That's actually the engine for all of creation and creativity. And when we're, our Shuva is participating in that same creative process. It also really softens uh, the moments of chaos, right? the moments of Tohu. Because it means that I'm also, I enter I enter into Tohu Vavohu also. And the Rebbe's telling me, well, when, when, when you're in the Tohu Vavohu, you know, our experience might be that I was just like flicked off the, off the face of the earth, you know. But they're saying, no, you're, you're, in, you're, you're, you're entering a new stream of, of creative process. It's, 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 it's another wave. And that pulsation between not yet being there and, and then seeing the goodness that, that, that emerged from it, we go back and forth through that so, constantly. And what I, what I want to do now is skip ahead. See where it says here at the bottom right? Nachzor le'inyaneinu. Nachzor le'inyaneinu. So I'm actually just going to paraphrase this because he, he's be, what the Rebbe went into like a kind of different conversation of developing this idea of the world being renewed or not being renewed, the old Greek machloket uh, about this, whatever. And he's coming back out of it to to re re-enter where we were. So he he repeats a lot of the, the things we've been saying. And just one thing I want to want to bring out from this last paragraph is that he gives a new articulation. To, right, he said before that my pain over my own situation over my own sorrows and wanting, wanting, seeking wholeness, all those things, being feeling remorse. He said before that that is the tsar hashchina within me. That is the divine pain of wanting to be revealed in a holy way. So he gives another articulation. I think it's just beautiful. Because why is it that the way that I experience it is I'm just worried about like anything from from paying my bills to getting to, to minion on time to not, you know, smoking to whatever it is. Like, that's how I experience it. You can think, that's Tzara Shechina. Like, how, how do you bridge the gap between my experience and what, and what the Rebbe is, is telling me is the truth of that experience? This is, like, confusing. Like, there's, like, other thoughts that are, like, re- seem to represent distrust in Hashem. Like, the, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay this and do that and, and I need to make money so that I can do this and that, you know, like... All these things you're saying that the Rebbe is saying that that is he's saying all of my tsar about what what's missing in 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 my life is the tsar hashchina. 
Wow. Once I'm a participant in, in, the, in the, the divine unfolding, which is what we call creation, mm-hmm. once, once I understand that and take that to heart, so then every detail of my life is part of a story. And my pains over things that are, un, that are not yet whole is, is the, that part that has not yet been revealed with, with goodness, with godliness. So but look how the Rebbe describes it. Even a person's worries over their own matters, the things of my life, of this world that I'm, I'm, I'm worried, I'm concerned about. That too is an expression of the Shekhinah's pain. Of not of being blocked, not being able to be revealed and uncovered. However, we experience the Shekhinah's pain according to our own dimayon, in the through the through our the, the images of our own imagination. This is when we're asleep. If I if my hand is hitting my face while I'm asleep. In my dream, I see a wall falling on me. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that the, the way that I experience the, the, the pain is going to be defined by the, the, the images and, and environment of my own mind. So the etzem hatzar that I'm experiencing in, in, in this world is the tzar shchinah, but I'm going to see it through the lens of my waking dream. I see it through my through my bills. Through you need a place to stay that's in a better situation than you are right now. Zivugim, uh, children, uh, hopefulness, healing, whatever. These are we have our own versions, and and the core pain beneath all of them is the tzarachina, and we're gonna experience it through the lens of our of our own waking dream state. Ken Anu he says so too with us. Hakol tzarachina, all of it is is a pain of the shechina. Shemishdokeket letachlitit galuta ba'Yisrael, that is the shechina's thirsting and yearning for its ultimate revelation through through this person. L'ratzon machshava dibor maso shekatusha. It's wanting, and this is a, he's saying it's what it's wanting is to be, what does it look like for that, for that, for, for me to, to reveal Shechina within me, within, within the story and details of my life? Is that, is that I'm guided towards a yearning, a desire, a will, consciousness, speech, and action that is holy, that I channel that impulse within me, the needs within me, and I, and I express them and seek them and fulfill them in a way that is Kedusha. In a, when I do that in a way of kedusha, so what that means is that I'm engaging, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that that urge within myself, and I'm showing it, I'm revealing it to be something divine. You hear that? When I when I when I when I bring out, when I address my needs, in a way that's appropriate, in a way that leads to a revelation of something, something tov, something good, something holy. So that is. The, the, the Shekhinah's desire to be revealed through me is being fulfilled. It's being fulfilled. Nimtza lefizeh. Sheyecholim lomar shehashem choshev alai v'rotsebi. What can we say? According to this story, he says that it's possible to say when, when that through our very experience of life, Hashem choshev alai v'rotsebi. God is thinking about me and wanting me. 
Right again, because Rabbi's been saying to now, the urges and impulses that we feel that drive the unfolding story of our lives is a divine urge. So if God is 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 asking to be revealed through me, so so it's possible to say, oh, God is thinking about me. God is wanting me. I just want to tell you, the Rebbe is going to go take us to like a whole different plane right now. Okay? I said last week that when the, uh, when the Rebbe is giving his drashas on Rosh Hashanah, he's, he's speaking from the place of where he is on Rosh Hashanah. He says, what am I? I'm just the burning, I'm just the bush or the mountain that God has revealed. I'm either the snare or Harsinai. I'm that just that location that the godly revelation happens upon. I'm the snap. I'm Harsinai. As David Amelech said, in the end of his life, the Spirit of God speaks within me, through me. David realized at the end of his life that I'm just God's mouthpiece. Mm. It's not that I'm the one coming up with all these clever things to say. It's like, like Moshe Rabbeinu, Chazal says, that greatest level of, of contact with God that Moshe reached, the greatest level of nevuah, is Chazal says that the Shechina spoke from Moshe's throat. It's the full revelation of, the full awareness of that he's been talking about, which that Moshe had made that full space for God to speak through him, to be revealed through him. Why can I say, what is the basis for me saying, I, I'm because God dwells upon me. Therefore, the emunah that I experience, that I am an expression of, is, is an emunah of, of Ein Sof. It's not the limited form. Did we say this last time? I think afterwards we talked about the word emunah. The part of what it means is, is artwork, right? To become, to recognize ourselves as God's art. I'm God's artwork. So once I'm God's artwork, once I'm the canvas that God is painting on, so, so it's, I'm a version of something that's infinite. Because the painting, the, the painter is still painting, right? right? The, the 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 desire to create is continuing to to, to manifest. Something progress. Yeah. We're referred to as like clay in the hands. Nachon, nachon, as an artfilot. And how is it that that God dwells within me through this desire for tshuva, the desire to be revealed? And through a Yisraeli, the Rebbe oftentimes doesn't use the word a Jew. He used the word a Yisrael. The, defin- the way, the defining term that he gives to people is a Yisrael, a Yisraeli, which I take to mean he's talking about a certain quality of soul. A quality of soul. That, that this is the, the identity of that person's soul. When the identity of that person's soul is, is, is in its fullness, the person is Israel. And through that, through that person, through that identity of soul, there's, there's a, a, a heightened desire 
of revelation to come through. Like he said, God is thinking and wanting me, as it were. It says in Shir Shirim, let the beloved come to his garden. It's not that I am in Gan Eden. It's not that I go to God's garden. Let the beloved come to, to his garden. I am God's garden, so to speak. It's all through this, this process, this unfolding process of tshuva that he's been describing. Tshuva is becoming the place for God to, to dwell in, for God to rest in, for God to create through. Yavo dodi legano. The Rebbe speaking from this awareness of I'm, I'm God's garden. The process is not me leaving here to go elsewhere. It's me opening up the space to to be the garden. So let the grass grow for me. Okay, well, he's going to go on here. That's why Chazal says in a moment of tshuvan ma'asim tovim, of proper living, of proper being in this world is greater, it surpasses all chaye olam haba, all life of the world to come. Why? Kikan ani hagan eden lo yitbarach. Because it is here that I am the gan eden for God. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to go to God's garden after 120 years and, and, and whatever that means to delight in, in reuniting with, with my creator. But in this world, a, in a moment of, of tshuvan masim tovim means that I'm the gun, I am God's gun in here. Yafesh olam hazeh. To be the garden in this world is a greater beauty than to go to, to that garden. These are words that just open up expanses for us. Remember his other question. His other question about the bracha, why do we blow a shofar? Because God says to. So listen to what he has to say. In the voice of the shofar, we are not putting out any voice. Rakhevel halev. What's what makes the sound of the shofar? Hevel halev, the air, the breath of the heart. My voice doesn't give sound to the shofar. It's just the air that's being breathed within my my very being. God breathes air into Adam. The sound of the shofar is the sound of that air being blown out. It's the sound of that air. It's the sound of the koldo di dofek. It's hearing the sound of the beloved pounding, pulsating within me, of God's creative desire and energy within my very being, urging itself outward. Et kol Hashem asher anu We are putting out in the shofar the sound of God's voice, which is in our hearts, that's screaming, give me space to be revealed. Listen to this. This is how he hears the Gemara. Why do we blow? Rachmana Amar, the loving, compassionate, all-embracing one, says, blow. 
אנו תוקעים ומוציאים את הרחמנה אמר מהשם. What's the voice of the shofar? It's the רחמנה אמר. Do you hear what he's saying? The voice of the shofar is that speech of God. This is the voice, it's the sound of that revelation. The voice of the shofar is the voice of God. It's not my voice. It's me expressing the divine cry within each one of us. Give me space, let me be revealed. I want to be here. Rahmana Amar Tiku, the sound of the shofar, is the voice of Rahmana speaking through us. And it always comes through shofar. Because when, where does divine revelation come? The shofar is a, is a instrument of divine revelation. That, 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 my, that instrument is the connection between the 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 air that was breathed into us that's now going out into the world that is what the voice is teshuva that is the rest of the world for teshuva nachon that is what the voice that is what the voice of the shofar is and the shofar is is always appears as an instrument of divine revelation and matan torah itself v'kol shofar chazek mod where is there a shofar the Torah doesn't say, and Arsini, God didn't say, everyone get a ram's horn and start blowing. There's a kol shofar, an overwhelming kol shofar at Arsini. That is what revelation sounds like, the kol shofar. Just think about what a shofar is. He, I mean, he, he said it very powerfully, but in the most simple sense, it is the sound of air, of spirit, blowing through matter, blowing through Bone. What does what is the sound of creation? That's what it sounds like. That's what we get to hear. Air breathing through physical being. That is the sound that we are producing and listening to. And it says also in the Zechariah, Wait, what is the, the image of the prophets of, of the of the of the kibbutz galiot is a great shofar being blown. The shofar is the sound of, of revelation. Therefore, the blower also makes the bracha to hear the voice of the shofar. Doesn't make a bracha to blow the shofar. The, the blow, the blast of the shofar, it's not his own blast. He's not the trumpet player. He can't, it's, imp- it's improper for him to make a bracha about what he is doing. It's not his sound that's being produced here. Rak Rahmana Amar. It's the it's the 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 loud deafening whisper of Rahmana of God coming out. However, the voice of God of revelation, it's not something that only lasts for one moment. It's not only limited to that time that we sit there in shul and hear it, rak kol gadov lo yasaf lo pasak. At Harsinai it says there was a kol gadov lo yasaf, lo yasaf lo pasak, it didn't end. The voice at Harsinai, the kol gadol of Hashem at Harsinai, the Rebbe is saying, is a voice that continues. The kol gadol that we listen to and we hear on Rosh Hashanah is, is an 
is an eternal sound. And again, like you came in the middle, but you're you're picking up on everything we've been saying the last two weeks. It's the sound of of the the creative urge that's constantly pulsating at the root of, of all that is, of our lives, of our world. And we call to remembrance of that every year. We we get to re- we get to remember that with our with our bodies and senses. Is it remember? And 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 and, and, and tefillot every year. It's it remembering. Reliving. It's it's remembering. What does it mean to remember? It means to bring back to life. It's, it is. It's. It's. It it's reliving. Like, oh, it no, so it's reliving. It's reliving. But it's. Or is it reliving? Or is it just living? Because like reliving would mean. I I, the, the only reason I'm I'm like picking up on the word memory is because the Torah calls it Yom Zichron Shul, yes, and okay. it's called Yom Hazikaron. Okay, got it. But but in 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 Torah Zikaron doesn't mean it, memory doesn't mean something that happened in the past that I'm now thinking. About. Memory means to recreate in the present. That's what memory that. means. That's what, memory, that's what a memory. That's what a memory is. That's that you are what re- a memory is. That is what a memory is. It's to relive something like that. Yes. If you took a moment and 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 closed your eyes and thought back to a, a a memory of your life, you're going to feel the same sensations in your body, your mind, and your senses that you did then. That's that moment didn't is. happen, and it does, it didn't didn't stay back there. It's it's accessible still here. Remembering is engaging in in that moment of bringing it back to life and breathing it into the present. That's what we're doing, Rosh Hashanah. We're we're bringing that sound back to our to our awareness in the present. But but it's more than that. Rabbi saying, Rabbi saying, I don't want to only hear the sound of the shofar for two hours, twice on Rosh Hashanah. When we make the bracha to hear the voice, our kavana is that from now we we can always hear the kol Hashem banu. The, the voice of Hashem that, that is calling within us. How am I going to always hear that? Is that I'm going to continue to give space for God to, to be revealed through me. Let that voice, let that, let that urge come out. For the beloved to come to his garden, like we said before. And as we've said until now, it says in the, the Torah, it says, Banim atem And the Sfarim Kedoshim, the Sifrei Chassidut in particular, say, why are we called Banim Lahashem? What does it mean that we're called God's child? So he says, it's because a child, in the Kabbalistic understanding, is nimshach mimoachav. The child is a product, is a outgrowth of the of the moachav of the the father's mind of consciousness. And the the image of of Chazal Yisrael alu b'machshava. Right, we said that that Rosh Hashanah, the time of Bri'ah, is the time of their arising in God's thoughts, the desire for there to be, amisra, a world people, interaction, relationship, a child. Before there's a physical child, what's the origin of that child? The parent has a dream for there to be, for there to be this life. Allah the mind of the, of the parent. And by the way, before we go on, just pay attention to the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. Every time you blow the shofar, we have a tefillah afterwards, which is the 
the whole there's this we can continue to to evoke the image of God, can you please treat us like your children? Can you please restore the relationship between us and you like a parent and a child? The world is conceived like like in a mother's womb today. You are you are we're we're unfolded before you. Are we like your children? Are we like your servants? If we're like your servants, then this. If we're like your children, then this. But the whole tefillot are infused with this sense of we want to return to the core relationship of being banim Hashem. So this is, I believe, why the Rebbe is bringing this up here. Okay, and to be banim Hashem, he says, according to this farim, is is to be attached to the mind of the parents, to be a an outgrowth, a product of the parents. Imagination, thought, awareness. He says, we need to understand that when, when the Sfarim say that, that we are drawn from the consciousness of the parent, what they really mean, he says, is, it, is something na'alemod. It's something extremely out of this world. <laughs> Na'ale. Elevated. Sorry for the pun. Elevated. <laughs> Elevated and and, and 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 an extremely high and powerful concept. Everyone knows, he says. If we didn't know, now he's telling us that we know uh-huh. that the neshama, the part of soul called neshama. Which in the Sifre Kabbalah and Chasidut, there's different portions of soul, and each one is 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 expressed through a different part of our of our being. The expression of neshama is through consciousness, through thought processes, through mind. So he says, neshama, the thoughts, the awarenesses of the of the neshama, how do they get expressed? They're expressed through our very mind, through our very Thought processes. That is where my neshama expresses itself in my in, in me. That is how the neshama is expressed in me, is through my own awareness. So therefore, when the neshama is is conscious of, is wanting something specific. The, the, the language of human experience for the neshama's thought, so to speak, is mach, is, is our state of mind. My state of mind is the product of my neshama's desire in that moment, of my neshama's awareness in that moment. It's expressed in my mach, in my mind, my mind activity right now. Vikana. And when we apply this to what, what Chazal says, what our teachers say, that to be a child of God, or we are children of God, because we're nimshach, nimoach ha'av, he says, what he's been explaining till now, is that because of the divine creative urge that is constantly pulsating within us, we can we can truly and appropriately say, Hashem is choshev God is wanting me, God is thinking of me. I am in God's awareness. Lechen kulanu mochav kivyachol. Lo shenim shachim mimochav, ele kulanu mochav. Vehaven zanod. 
think my, my hand gestures can say more than my words. But I'll give it some words. The relationship between the soul and, and, the, and the mind or our awareness is that our awareness, our thoughts, so to speak, are the way that the soul is, expresses itself. How is my soul expressed? Through my consciousness. My consciousness is the moach, is the expression of my soul, is what my soul's awareness looks like in manifest form. What does God's awareness and desire look like in manifest form? Us. Because everything he's been saying until now is that when it comes down to it, we are nothing but the divine urge to reveal itself. All of what we are is that. And like the soul that's expressed through Moach, so the, the divine desire and machshava, whatever that means, what the consciousness of God expresses its thoughts, and its thoughts look like each and every one of us. Our relationship to God as being banim Hashem is not just that God once thought of me and then made me as a distinct being, but it's that my very being is, his thought. is God's thought. Mm-hmm. I am God's walking tree. If I want to know what's, what's going on in God's mind, like just take a look around me. <laughs> just take a look at myself. And every, I mean, Rosh Hashanah, by the way, it's, it's, just a, it's a beautiful thing to take moments and just take in the scene. Just look at the collection of living, breathing creatures, people in the room with me. That's, that's just present in the room and that's, that's coming into this close contact with, with the core of its being. Just, just there's moments to sense that. What we're speaking about is, is the, the awareness of all of creation being cradled by this, this divine womb, by this divine consciousness. So take Take some time to see this world, you know, the people, the the environment, the air, the sky, the, the trees. Well, but there's elements of that in any way. It's all being, it's all constantly being expressed. So Rosh Hashanah is a time where we can have a heightened relationship with them. We get to take these two days and just really tune into that. V'chein lev so he said before, he just said that, that our relationship to God is that we are God's, we are God's walking thoughts, breathing, breathing thoughts, and always in process. We are the thoughts of the, of the parent. We are the thoughts of the parent. He says, and God's heart is also wanting us. As it says in Tikkun Ezoar, that the tzaddikim are, God says, I revealed this to my heart. God says, uh, the, the, the Gemara says, that's the tzaddikim. They're, they're the lave of a Kodesh Baruch I'm going to skip down. Because of all of this, 
or through all of this, we have confidence in Hashem that Hashem will write us and seal us for life. Our prayer is write us in the book of life for your sake, God of life. Our lives are yours. They belong to you. They're part of your ongoing, unfolding process of revealing yourself. Right? What's the prayer we say? That life that we're experiencing, this is part of your life, God. Write us in life because we're in your life. In the way of, we're, we're just the garden for you to come and, and reveal yourself through. Where that creative thought of the parent. And you, God, you desire to to live, and it's absolutely necessary for your being. You're gonna you're you're the only thing that's gonna be constantly alive, right? So write us too, for your sake, as part of your ongoing, unfolding, necessary, true living. And there Rebbe ends with the, the most difficult word, vehaven. Understand this. Which is basically a code word in the Svarim for this is a very deep thing. A very, very deep thing. Important. But, yeah. that, but important. But it's, it's, it's just a thing to, to sit, let's let it sit, let, you know, it's like a, let it be like a tea bag that just like sits in you, sits in you, sits in you, and suffuses you a little bit at a time with, 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 its, with its meaning, with the immensity of, of what, what this is. This is Torah that requires deep hitbonanut. It requires yeah. contemplation, requires yeah. meditating yeah. on. It's not, a, it's not something to like write on a piece of paper and memorize. Yeah. It's something to, to sit with and let it yes, work itself within you. Sickle with you. It's something more to bring into awareness than to think intellectually. It's a kind of consciousness to seep into. Should we look at to to hear? To hear. Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes, given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.